0: March 22nd, Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 28. In one of the villages, Jesus met a man with an advanced case of leprosy. When the man saw Jesus, he fell to the ground, face down in the dust, begging to be healed. Lord, he said, if you want to, you can make me well again. Jesus reached out and touched the man. I want to, he said be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus instructed him not to tell anyone what had happened. He said, go right to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy, so everyone will have proof of your healing. Yet despite Jesus' instructions, the report of his power spread even faster. And vast crowds came to hear him preach and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. One day, while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to push through the crowd to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him. So they went up to the roof, took off some tiles, and lowered the sick man down into the crowd, still on his mat, right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, "'Son, your sins are forgiven.' "'Who does this man think he is?' The Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to each other, This is blasphemy! Who but God can forgive sins? Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you think this is blasphemy? Is it easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or get up and walk? I will prove that I, the Son of Man, have the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, take your mat, and go on home, because you are healed. And immediately, as everyone watched, the man jumped to his feet, picked up his mat, and went home, praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, and they praised God, saying over and over again, We have seen amazing things today. Later, as Jesus left the town he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his tax collection booth. Come, be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up, left everything, and followed him.
1: Whenever you start your day, you need to start it with God. And you need to do some things on purpose. You need to make a decision. This is the day the Lord has made. I will enjoy this day. Make an announcement to the devil who is the joy thief. I will enjoy this day. I'm putting on my righteousness. I know who I am in Christ. I'm putting on my peace. Jesus gave me peace. I'm not going to get upset today if I don't get my way about everything. If getting things right with God, first thing when you get up, Whenever your morning is, if it wasn't important, then it wouldn't say it all over the Bible. Get up early in the morning and take care of the hard tasks. Get them out of the way first. Don't let some job you have to do threaten you all day and make you dread the day. David got up early the day he killed Goliath. Come on, you're not going to kill your giants laying in bed hitting the snooze button. I think every morning we need to dedicate ourselves to God. Let's look at Psalm 25 verse one. Unto you, O Lord, do I bring my life, plain and simple. I get that Psalm out very frequently and read it. I love Psalm 25 one. Unto you, O Lord, do I bring my life. It's a great thing to do every morning. Just sit or stand or kneel or whatever you're comfortable and just lift up your hands and say, here I am, Lord, I'm yours. Every morning we
2: have to go to him and say, God, Show me my assignment. Show me what to do. Show me where to go. Give me the words to speak. Asking for wisdom, for guidance, that's an act of surrender. It takes humility to say, God, you know what's best for me. I can't do this on my own. I need your help. Open the right doors. Close the wrong doors. Make the path clear. The scripture says, when you acknowledge God, In all your ways, he will direct your path. But too often, we make our plans without consulting God. Then we ask him to bless those plans. We wonder why it's a struggle, why it feels like it's always uphill. We have it backwards. We're making a move and then asking God for help. The right way is to ask God first. God, what do you want me to do? Should I date this person? Should I start this new project? Should I make this purchase? If you feel peace about it, then move forward. If not, hold off knowing that God knows what's best for you. When every morning you ask God for wisdom, you are showing your dependency on him. When you humble yourself like that, the scripture says, God will exalt you. A lot of people these days, they're too prideful. Think I don't need any help. I can do this on my own. Joel, look at how successful I am already. Think about where you could be if you'd start acknowledging God. Think about the mistakes he could have saved you from. Think about the opportunity, the favor, the doors you couldn't open, but God can
1: open. Don't do it on your own. That will limit you. Set your mind every morning. I'm going to be a peacemaker and a maintainer of peace. I'm gonna be adaptable. If I don't get in my way, then I'll just adapt and be happy anyway. And extremely important Galatians 10. be mindful to be a blessing. Spend a little bit of time every day thinking about something you can do for somebody else and do it early. Set your mind to compliment everybody you get around. Find something nice that you can say to them. We think sometimes. Oh, that's, that's a nice outfit you got to honor. Boy, your hair is pretty. Well, why not open your mouth and say so? What you think doesn't bless anybody. Tell them. The more you compliment other people, the better you feel. Make your mind up to compliment the person that you're married to at least five times today. Do you know your marriage could be saved if you'll do that? And not only that, people will respond to the positive things you say to them and they'll start wanting to make you happy. You can't just complain about everything you don't like. Be mindful to be a blessing. Come on, I dare you every morning to think of somebody that you can be a blessing to.
0: Psalm chapter 65, verses 1-13 through 13. For the choir director, a psalm of David, a song. What mighty praise, O God, belongs to you in Zion! We will fulfill our vows to you, for you answer our prayers, and to you all people will come. Though our hearts are filled with sins, you forgive them all. What joy for those you choose to bring near! Those who live in your holy courts, what joy awaits us inside your holy temple. You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds, O oh God, our Savior. You are the hope of everyone on earth, even those who sail on distant seas. You formed the mountains by your power and armed yourself with mighty strength. You quieted the raging oceans with their pounding waves and silenced the shouting of the nations. Those who live at the ends of the earth stand in awe of your wonders. From where the sun rises to where it sets, you inspire shouts of joy. You take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. The rivers of God will not run dry. They provide a bountiful harvest of grain, for you have ordered it so. You drench the plowed ground with rain, melting the clods and leveling the ridges. You soften the earth with showers and bless its abundant crops. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. The wilderness becomes a lush pasture, and the hillsides blossom with joy. The meadows are clothed with flocks of sheep. And the valleys are carpeted with grain. They all shout and sing for joy. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 23. The godly can look forward to happiness, while the wicked can expect only wrath.